Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 51. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, a common theme you hear at Entrepreneur on Fire is listen to your audience. Well, I've been listening, and I am excited to announce the launch of podplatform.com. We have received an incredible amount of feedback from entrepreneurs who want to start their own podcast, but have no idea where to begin. With podcasting, recording your audio is as easy as clicking a red button, but the tough part is what comes after. Think of Pod Platform as a turnkey solution in podcasting. You simply record your audio, send my team your MP3, and we do the rest. It's that simple. Entrepreneur on Fire is generating 100,000 downloads a month in over 100 countries. Think of what that could do for you in your business. Go to www.podplatform.com to find out more. Now let's give it up for this episode's sponsor, Lonnie Shiambi, and his message to Fire Nation. If you're an entrepreneur, you need an edge. Get the book, Secrets to Entrepreneurial Success. Secrets to Entrepreneurial Success provides to-the-point advice and easily implementable solutions for issues entrepreneurs face every day, wherever they are in their business cycle, startup, growth, or near exit. Authored by Lonnie Shiambi, a 30-year entrepreneurial veteran, visit www.thesmallbusinessforce.com slash book for more information. Okay, let's get started. I am simply delighted to introduce my guest today, Victoria Gibson. Victoria, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. I'm ready. All right. Victoria is a Facebook marketing specialist helping businesses and entrepreneurs use Facebook to connect with more of their ideal clients. Her new site is at www.marvio.com and the key services she offers are Facebook marketing campaign management, Facebook page production, online coaching, and training for people who want to learn how to attract more customers with Facebook ads and pages. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Victoria, and I know I butchered the name of your website. So why don't you take it from here? Tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, great. Well, the site is relatively new. I did have another um, identity online um, doing the same thing, really. But I guess it was more just about myself and and just um, branding myself as the FB ad queen or Facebook ad queen as um, I guess I'm better known. But I really wanted to um, start pulling things up a level as as things have grown and got bigger um, and really making it um, not just all about me. Although I love things to be all about me, but you know, we can't have things all about us all the time. Um, and really, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely uh, leading the business, but wanting to just make it um, something that can stand for a lot more than just um, running Facebook ads for people and taking in Facebook marketing in its entirety and um, showing people how that can really work for their business. Awesome. So listen, we're going to transition now into our first topic, which is our success quote. Because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we love to get the motivational ball rolling with a success quote to get Fire Nation really pumped up for the rest of the content that you have for us. So Victoria, what's your favorite success quote? Okay, the favorite one that I that I really, I guess, like to live by, which which sounds a bit bad, but it's it's fake it till you make it. And even though that could sound a little inauthentic, it's it's 
it's not meant to be inauthentic. I guess it's just meant to to be the fact that, you know, you may not be exactly where you want to be yet, but there's no reason why you can't act as if you're already there in lots of ways. And that doesn't mean to be inauthentic or, or lack credibility or anything, but just more in, in terms of getting your mindset where you want to be um, and really acting as if you're already there because you're going to put in place the steps that you need to get where you want to go. So um, I always think that it, it makes a massive difference to your business and, and who you come across and who you meet and the impressions that you make um, by just kind of living by that credo. <laughs> Which does sound a little inauthentic, but I just love it. I think I think it makes uh, it makes you step up. No, I totally get it, Victoria. And let's really take that down though to the ground level because entrepreneur on fire. It's about you. So, how have you applied this quote to your life successfully? Well, I guess um, you know I, I do come from a corporate background, and I think in in corporate there is an element of you needing to be able to do that in lots of ways. You do get thrown new challenges. Maybe you take on a new role before you're ready. And look, the only good jobs as far as I'm concerned, if, if you are still, you know, working for the man or, or an employee, are those jobs that you don't yet know how to do. Um, if you know how to do it brilliantly, it becomes boring pretty quickly. So I figure the only way you're really going to get those jobs that you don't know how to do are, are really put in place that motto of fake it till you make it. And that doesn't mean going in blind and, and just making stuff up. It means doing your research, understanding what what it is going to take. Maybe you don't yet have that skill, but you can kind of connect it with what um, the skills that you already have, um, the ways that you can, um, you know, pull it all together to really deliver. Um, and I guess I've taken that um, into my own business in that I have been a corporate employee for a very long time. And being able to set up your own business is a completely new animal. Um, and although you think, you know, the, the, we all like to think that we're pretty smart and great at a lot of different things, um, you know, there, there there's a massive learning curve with being an entrepreneur, as you know. And um, you really do have to fake it till you make it a lot of times when people will say, oh, yeah, have you got X, Y, Z? I'm thinking of some terminology that, you know, every week someone will generally throw a term at you that, is apparently common knowledge, but perhaps you don't know about because you haven't, you know, you haven't been in the online space or you haven't come across that term before. Um, and most of the time, it's easy to just say, "Hey, I'm not aware of what that is." It's, it's nothing like you don't. You have to, you know, make it up all the time. But sometimes you just got to roll with it and, and figure it out and and use your, uh, you know, have your wits about you and, and kind of get through it um, so that you can get your business up and running and keep it moving. I guess. Love it. And so let's use that to transition now to our next topic, which is failure. Because as an entrepreneur, Victoria, you've experienced failure multiple times throughout your journey. You don't necessarily have to define it as failure if you choose not to, but you've come up against obstacles. You've had challenges you've had to overcome. And as entrepreneurs, we don't let those challenges or obstacles define us as people, but we use them as learning curves to help us propel forward into that next level. Can you take us back to some time in your journey when you've encountered a challenge or a failure and how you reacted to that? Yeah, I guess um, in terms of challenges, I mean, the biggest one for sure is creating systems in my business that um, remove me <laughs> as the bottleneck. Um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty easy to start dropping the ball when uh, your business starts growing at a rapid rate and you haven't set those systems up so that 
um, you know, things can operate if you're not there or if you're not um, touching everything, things can still move ahead as they need to. Um, so that can be a bit of a, an occupational hazard in being an entrepreneur in that in the beginning you do have to do everything. So, of course, you get used to doing everything. Um, and as a business grows, that may not be feasible. Uh, and I, I find that that, you know, that can very easily lead to failure in, in, in many different ways. But um, I guess I, did, I, ha- I still find it challenging. I, I haven't totally got it sorted out by any means. But um, in just working with somebody on that, um, working with someone who has you know, a much bigger online business or who's had success or is where I want to be and find out how they do things, um, I found working with coaches in the online entrepreneur space has been so valuable to me. Um, and in just, I guess, saving a lot of those mistakes, because I, I know without working with those coaches, that def- that challenge of creating systems in my business would have led to a, a failure. Absolutely. But by, um, I guess, borrowing other people's expertise or buying other people's expertise and time and their mistakes, you get to avoid that, which has been, you know, a massive blessing for me. So Victoria, you're giving us some abstract thoughts about different failures that entrepreneurs do encounter. I really want to take it to the ground level with you. Open up the window, let us look inside into a failure that you've encountered. Take us there. Well, I guess in terms of the system thing, I I have had the system failure where there's been, you know, so I, I mean, I was mentioning the failure being abstract, but seriously, the system failure has been a failure in my business that I've had to resurrect, um, where uh, I haven't been able to grow at the rate I wanted to because I couldn't take on more clients because I was doing everything. So in a way, it, I guess it's not like a failure where the whole business has failed. If if I was going to talk about a failure, like I, I seriously, this business has not had a big failure. I've been able to, like I said, um, dodge those dodge those bullets, which has been a bit of a blessing for me. Um, in terms of uh, the first online business I put up, which was actually a travel website. I mean, it's still up, but it's never really made any money. I think it's made like $1,500 in its, in its life. So um, I, I've got to say I did abandon it pretty quickly after I, I put it up. So I guess within nine months I recognised that it wasn't really a model that was going to, A, excite me, satisfy me, create um, the I guess the career that I was looking for in online entrepreneur, um, being an online entrepreneur, I wanted something I could be completely passionate about that working in the business energized me. It didn't, you know, make me feel, um, I guess, not overwhelmed, but just over it pretty quickly. And that I went into something I didn't have any any real expertise in, but I thought, you know, I could be passionate about it and I could be excited. And really that's not a great, option to choose when you're starting your online business. Um, I mean, some people say it's great to do step outside your expertise and start something that you're not, you're not that familiar with because you're less likely to be biased and make certain mistakes. But I, I found that that was probably a bit of a fast track to failure as, as far as that online business was concerned. But really, um, as far as this one ha- has gone, it, it, there's no, no massive failures, just, you know, little, little trip ups along the way, really, that's all. But I've been man- able to jump over them pretty quickly. Um, as I said, with the help of a coach, if I didn't have the coach, they, they definitely would have been massive failures. 
So, Victoria, we're going to use that now to transition to the other end of the spectrum, which is the aha moment. We really have these moments during the course of every day and week that just really inspire us and move us forward in directions that we really want to be going in, these little aha moments. We live for them. Every now and then, though, as entrepreneurs, we have that one big shining light bulb that just comes on, the clouds part, the sun is shining, the angels are singing. Can you take us back to a point in your journey and really take us down to the ground level? Let, let us be in your shoes when an aha moment happened that you would like to share with Fire Nation. I was working in a corporate corporate job um, and I, I'd been in that same role for about three years, which for me was I always found a little boring. Um, but I'd, I'd had... Uh, I was married at the time when I was in my corporate job. I was married. I had two, um, and I still do have two children, but I had two small children. So I had returned to the workforce after having about three or four years off having my babies um, and been in the corporate world before that too. So um, I did come back definitely changed after having children. Um, Anyone who does have kids, I don't know if you do, John, but um, it does. It massively changes your perspective on a lot of things. But it also does... um, it's quite demanding and there's a lot to juggle in having children and working, um, having a satisfying career and having babies doesn't necessarily um, (laughs) come together that well. Right. Um, And and it can lead you to really question exactly what you want. Um, Do you, do you want to be um, working, you know, really long hours in an office away from home when you've got two small children that you also need to be, you know, bringing up and, (laughs) And seeing would be good, you know, those kind of things. So, um, you know, I, I was pretty clear after taking time off that I did want to come back to work and I did, um, but I did find also that the landscape kind of changes when you are a working mother. Um, the opportunities uh, don't seem to come to you quite as much as they did prior to you having children. Um, and also you, you probably are a little, you know, in some ways, I guess with very small children, you are maybe a little more distracted. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't like to be saying, oh, it's because, you know, I had children or blaming things outside of myself. I guess at the end of the day, I wasn't very happy doing that. That sort of life wasn't really what I could see myself doing moving, moving forward. Um, and I did know someone who had their own business. And the more that I got to know, and this was an offline business, not an online business, but the more that I got to know this person and, and they told me about how their business worked and, and the more I got to know about the skills of this person as well and what they'd built, I started thinking, you know what, this, you know, this is a great lifestyle to be able to create something of your own, like what an achievement. Um, it started to, I guess, redefine success for me, what success would mean to me rather than, you know, getting to be a CEO it became like, hang on a minute, you could actually create and nurture your own business. Like that to me completely redefined success in my mind. And I guess I'd never really gone there to think about whether that was possible for me because I'd just gone on the typical kind of Gen X trail of you go, I mean, we call it university here, you call it college, you know, you do your school, university, you get a good job, you work your way up, blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty well well-worn path. For Gen Xs in particular, probably not as much Gen Y as it seems these days. But um, you just, it didn't really, to be honest, it never really came into my mind that that was a possibility for me. So knowing someone who had a really successful business really opened my eyes to the fact that I thought, hang on a minute, I could actually do this. 
Um, and then in moving forward, I wasn't overly happy doing what I was doing. Um, my marriage ended up breaking down. So, um, I got divorced and I had two small children. Um, so I continued to work in corporate, um, corporate job, but it became quite clear that, you know, it was even, even more difficult to keep that going, um, under the circumstances I was in. And so it just became really a do or die situation where it was like, okay, well, now's the time. Like this is, this is what I've got to do. This is, you know, I never felt more certain about taking the jump and I did just take the jump and thought, okay, I'm going to figure it out, (laughs) you know, jump in and figure it out as, as I go. And really that's what I did. And, um, I couldn't, you know, couldn't be happier with the fact that that aha of going, oh, I could do this. That was, that was how simple it was. Like I could do this led to me having my own successful online business, you know, at least, um, two years later. It's always seems to be that tipping point that really makes you take that first leap that is so critical and so important. Because once you do, you realize that what you've landed in on the other side is really not that bad. And then you can just build from there. So I really applaud you for taking that leap. I know it's a challenging one. And it's one that entrepreneurs face and want to be entrepreneurs face every single day. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thanks. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> on that note, Victoria, have you now had an I've made it moment? I think I often have them, but so- sometimes I've got to pull myself back into the moment in that I'm always, you know, wanting to strive for more. Um, and I'm definitely, you know, my, my business is still in its infancy in, in many ways. And having just launched my new website, there's still a lot of ground I want to cover. Um, I think in terms of I've made it, um, particularly I, the last six months, uh, having bigger people that I've looked up to and admired come to me and seek my help um, has been pretty humbling and exciting. Um, being asked to speak at, at you know an event I went to this year, I got um, asked to speak at that for next year. Um, and really when I went to the event to start with, it was like I was a total you know newbie and I felt really like, wow, this is great, learning opportunity to hear about all this stuff, but to then be able to get asked to speak at it is pretty phenomenal. So those moments are good. The other has been, um, that. so say, for example, last month, so September, I doubled my August revenue. Um, that, that really felt like, hang on a minute, okay, this is, I'm heading in the right direction now. This is where, you know, I need to be. This is this is I'm doing what I love, and you know it's working from a from a uh, profitability perspective as well. So, yeah, so those are the moments where I turn around and go, yeah, this is this is pretty good. I, I'm I'm doing good. That's awesome to hear, Victoria, because so many times as entrepreneurs we get caught up in the destination. We have goals that are set, and we just work as hard as we can, and we strive to reach those goals. And once we reach them, we immediately just set that bar higher to the next level, and. It's so important to, to take a step back and take a deep breath and really appreciate the accomplishments that you've so far had at this point in your career. And it's really just very soothing for the entrepreneurial soul to realize, hey, I've really done some great things. I need to appreciate it. Okay, now it's time to set the next goal forward, but let's enjoy the journey. It's not just about the destination. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to do. That that's not easy to keep yourself in that in that moment and really um, you know, 
supporting yourself and patting yourself on the back for those achievements. It's it's not easy to stay in that space, but it's so, so important to do. Otherwise, you know, everything will just be about that destination instead of the journey. And we all know where that can lead. So I think, yeah, it's, it's an important thing. So thanks for asking the question because I probably hadn't really reflected upon it as I needed to. <laughs> nope. I love that question. And the responses that I get are so different. And that's what I love about that question. And it always does, mm. though, come back to people saying, you know what, I really need to start enjoying the journey more. Or they're just saying, you know what, I'm really happy that I'm doing a good enough job enjoying this journey. It's, mm. It always comes back to that, and that's really where it should be. So let's use that, Victoria, to move on to our next topic now, which is your current business. We've alluded earlier in the interview to the fact that you started a new website, you've launched a new identity, you still have your old identity out there. Yes. Why don't you kind of launch into that a little bit? Start by telling us one thing that is really exciting you about your business right now. Okay, well, I guess it feels like, and I did, I, I've, got, I've got the original identity out there and the services are pretty much the same except I'm really um, wanting marvio.com to stand for a, a bigger, more comprehensive service um, around Facebook and what Facebook can do. Because in first standing for just Facebook advertising and saying, hey, if you want to learn about Facebook ads or you want me to do your Facebook ads for you, then, you know, fbadqueen.com, come there and we'll, you know, we'll be able to sort you out, no problem. But in doing that work, it really made me understand, um, you know, from a bigger branding and marketing strategy perspective, what Facebook as a platform has to offer big brands, small brands, entrepreneurs, whoever it may be, even, um, you know, non-profits or, you know, the whole gamut. It's such an amazing platform. And most of the time when you use it, it is free, um, which is also a pretty, you know, phenomenal opportunity for businesses. And just watching what that can do to businesses for businesses that harness it um, blows me away. And, it doesn't even have to be that your product or service has to be, you know, more Facebook friendly or, you know, I mean, there's obviously quick wins with a lot that a lot of businesses can have, um, you know, in entertainment or music or, um, you know, I guess fast moving consumer goods that are really popular, you know, those things, yes, great, that they are an easier sell, I guess, on Facebook. But um, deeper than that, on every level, your customers are on Facebook, no matter what product, service, widget, um, you know, brand you're putting out there. And that's what excites me because, you know, I see um, people taking the platform from a free pers- perspective, not, not even using ads, and harnessing the way it connects with their, you know, building a relationship, connecting with new customers in such new and interesting ways. Um, for example, there's a a clothing company that I was um, checking out the other day. Uh, I wish they were my client, but unfortunately they they don't need to be my client because they're using this platform so well and they don't use ads at all um, because what they've really harnessed is the community and the social networking aspect of Facebook. Now, those terms can often scare brands or brands think, okay, that won't apply to me or I can't harness that. But really there's some really simple things that you can be doing and a lot of that's about posting regularly on your page, that's free. Okay, sure, you need the resources to do it and, you know, it depends on your team and what have you. But in essence, that is free. And if you need to be doing that in an engaging way that 
um, you know, builds your your ideal customers and buyers sitting there on your page. You know, it's it's so amazing. Um, and if you, you don't feel confident in just doing that on your page, then ads is a brilliant way to do it as well because the targeting capability on Facebook, um, you know, think about all that um, information that they're collecting every day off every single user and that's not necessarily from a, you know, contravening privacy, but it's like it's, people are sharing their lives, their, the minutiae of their lives, their, their hearts, their desires, their dreams, their preferences, you know, what they ate last night. That's, it. We, that's just unprecedented in terms of research opportunities and, and information and connecting with your customers. That's where the gold is. Um, and when you can tap into that, uh, it, you know, it, it's it is amazing opportunities. So that's what excites me about my business is that really I'm tapped into something that is way, way bigger than my own business. Um, and from a marketer's perspective, it's an absolute dream come true. Victoria, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. What are three things entrepreneurs could do right now to improve their Facebook presence? Post um, twice daily. So post in the morning, post in the afternoon or evening. Um, make sure that you have uh, your branding front and center on your Facebook page. So I, I see lots of even bigger entrepreneurs who perhaps even haven't even got a timeline cover up. Um, so your timeline cover, you know, your big banner image, make sure that image is telling people what you're about and what you stand for. So maybe it's got your positioning line or your unique selling a proposition or some sort of tagline on there so people, when they land on the page, they know exactly what you stand for and what you can do for them. Um, make sure that your connect, uh, you've got your little connection to your website underneath the timeline cover because um, there is a link, an opportunity to put a link to your website there. You know, the amount of people that don't even put a link to their website there blows me away. This still needs to work. Facebook works in tandem with your website. I'm not suggesting you only stay on Facebook because you know, that you need to own the race course and you need to make sure that you're not, you know, putting all your eggs in one basket and have being at the mercy of Mark Zuckerberg. But while while the opportunity's there, then please get on board, harness it, make sure you're putting your best foot forward. Um, all of those things I mentioned are pretty much free to do. Um, of course, I'm going to advocate using Facebook ads uh, because I see what they do and what difference they can make. If you're just starting out and you haven't really built your email list, um, there's no better way, in my opinion, to be building a list of targeted buyers um, than on Facebook. So, you know, just by doing those three things, you can make a massive difference in your business and become a pretty um, well-known business uh, relatively quickly. Um, the amount of times, you know, I always ask this of my clients, oh, did, you know, people been saying they've been seeing your ads? Um, have you heard from lots of people that they've seen you? And yes, it's it's phenomenal what that can do just in terms of awareness and um, credibility by people seeing advertising. They, they don't have to know that it costs, you know, 20 cents a click to put those ads out. Um, it, it's putting your best foot forward but also getting in front of the right kind of customers. So, I mean, I had... Um, an opportunity to, to do a uh, presentation as part of one of Mari Smith of Facebook Experts programs. I mean, she's very, you know, well-known and regarded within sort of online circles, even small business Facebook circles. And when I said, I thought a friend had, had um, referred her to me, but I said to her, oh, how did you find me? And she said, oh, I saw your Facebook ads. 
you know, so you just don't underestimate who you can get in front of with Facebook ads. It's pretty phenomenal. It is phenomenal. And I will say that just ads in advertising in general are just such a mystery to most people. So why mm-hmm. don't you kind of pull the curtain back, Victoria, and help Fire Nation understand exactly what it is the Facebook ad queen would do. For instance, let's say Entrepreneur on Fire. I produce five interviews every single week with some of the top entrepreneurs around the world. I have a huge audience. You know, I have over 100,000 downloads every single month. So a lot of people are visiting my site, are seeing my Facebook fan page, et cetera, et cetera. What would you do for a client like me? So the first challenge uh, or the first strategy I would suggest to you is, okay, we're going to build your fan base. That doesn't mean we're not going to build your email list at the same time. You know, we, we can do, they're not mutually exclusive, although there's different ad tactics to use for both. Um, but there's a very cheap uh, way to uh, get more likes and generate more engagement and buzz on your page that you can actually um, almost put on on, on autopilot. Um I won't go into the details because I'll make people's heads spin about, you know, exactly how to do it. But in, in broad in broad terms for you, I would be suggesting that you're posting once or twice a day and we turn those posts into, into ads to get in front of not promoted posts, which go to your current fans. These are actually page post ads that go to targeted um, Facebook users that we know are going to be interested in your um, your message and your and wanting to listen, getting more downloads. Um, we can put links in those posts so we can direct them to the podcast. We can direct them to your website to get more traffic to your site as well. Um, and we can d- direct them to sign up pages. And in fact, we can put all of those um, functions on your Facebook page so people don't even have to leave Facebook to download a podcast, sign up for your email address, um, email address, sign up for your email list or, um, you know, hear from you or see your blog posts, all that kind of thing. We can put all of that on Facebook um, and be building your brand and your presence on Facebook, uh, you know, with, if you wanted to, just with $20 a day. Very exciting. Just a lot of things that go into that. And it's so obvious why you need a Facebook expert running at least to start you going with your Mm. Facebook campaign. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I built my fan page to 3,000 likes within two two months just using ads. So it's and, – and look, I mean, people buy likes and I don't advocate that at all. But there is definitely an element of social proof when people come to your page and see that you have at least over 1,000 likes. They do think, oh, okay, this person's worth taking seriously. But when it's under 1,000 likes, people are sort of like, no, they're not quite there yet. Um, and the other thing is – you don't get the engagement on your page until you really hit 500 to 1,000 likes in that you'll be putting posts out there and you get very little interaction. So you really need to get there to get the interaction and make even any posting worthwhile on Facebook. So it's kind of one of those things that you've got to put your best foot forward with and and be um, increasing those likes because uh, although uh, people will often say to me, oh, but it's all about the email list and I don't really care about the Facebook likes because I can't always get in front of all my likers. Well, you can't always get in front of all your email lists either. As we know, open rates, you know, often hover around, you know, 20 to 25%. That's not, 
you know, that's not great in terms of um, hitting the community that you're building. Whereas what if you could, by using ads and promoter posts and, and things like that, reach the full extent of your Facebook fans? Um, and you can do that. And I know that um, if with certain offers, I definitely make more revenue um, from an online perspective off um, my Facebook page than I do off my email list. Mm. I could talk about this all day because I truly do see the value in this for any business that's really looking to gain audience. But we're going to have to move on, Victoria, unfortunately. Uh -huh. Luckily, we're moving into my favorite part of the show, which is called the lightning round. This is where I provide you with a series of questions and you come back with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Oh. Okay. Why don't you just put me under pressure? <laughs> <laughs> What was the number one thing holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I'm thinking I couldn't make the money that I wanted to make. Very common. What is the best business advice that you ever received? Um, the one I mentioned before, actually, own the race course. So form your hub of services or products around that one core competency. So have like little other services and products and things that come off that one main category. Um, and also, yeah, don't put all your eggs in one basket that you don't own. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I've recently had Michael Hyatt on the show who wrote the book Platform, and he speaks very much of exactly that. Uh, yep, great. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? Um, well, Facebook, of course, uh, <laughs> Facebook ads, Facebook pages, Facebook groups, Facebook groups are a phenomenal way to get business. Um, I, if you're not active in any Facebook groups, um, that are associated with your business, I suggest you get active in them. They're, they're an amazing way to get business. What is the best business book that you've read in the last six months? Um, the Firestarter Sessions by Danielle Laporte. Love that book. And we've actually had her on the show as well. She's great. Isn't she great? I love her. She's oh. one of my clients too. <laughs> and she goes so well with the entrepreneur on fire theme. Yeah, absolutely. She's amazing. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, I, I just love her. I could just listen to her speak all day. She's fantastic. So this last question is my favorite, Victoria, but it's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest it, and then come back with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but everything about your business had completely disappeared, leaving you essentially with a clean slate, which is the situation that many of our listeners find themselves in right now. What would you do? Um, I would set up a website, set up a WordPress website, um, get, my, get my domain name, set up a WordPress website, um, and work out exact, you know, a really targeted market that market that I was going to serve with a product or a service or um, information in some way that I could sell. Um, so I'd work out that uniqueness, the target, you know, a really precise target market, um, and how I was going to monetize it. And then I would jump on to Facebook, set up a Facebook page, do some Facebook ads. And um, start making that offer to, to my target market straight away. And, and yeah, that's what I do. Um, that's a pretty clear, fast path to bringing income in um, is, is just making sure that you're, you're online and connecting with the right audience. Victoria, thank you for being so specific there. And thank you for all the actionable advice that you've given us throughout this entire interview. We are all better for it. 
Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. <laughs> um, the, oh, the parting piece of guidance. I'd just say just just do it. Like just get started. Um, even if you are still working in your corporate career, then set up a website. It's not hard. Um, pay for what you're not good at if you can. Like if you can afford to pay for stuff, do pay for stuff. You know, everyone talks about bootstrapping. And sure, like we're not all made of money, but sometimes your time is worth more than what it's going to cost you to pay someone else. So I would suggest um, pay for those things that you're not amazing at or are not part of your genius zone. Um, and also, if you want to find out more about creating a Facebook brand presence that rocks and you want to get me to manage your ads or you want to learn how to do them um, via online workshops or via coaching sessions, then please come to marvio.com, M-A-R-V-E-O, or drop me an email. Um, I do reply to emails, victoria at victoria-gibson.com. Um, I'm happy to answer any questions on, on anything pretty much. Awesome, Victoria. I will link everything up in the show notes. Again, thank you so much for your time. Fire Nation, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. Are you interested in learning five ways to make $500 this month? How about five productivity tips that will help you today? Well, that and more is my free gift to you when you go to eofire.com and subscribe to Fire Nation. Lastly, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit Ignite mastermind.com. Join our elite mastermind community and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.